Support the podcast by buying a copy of this book, Mind of Mercosine, available pretty much everywhere ebooks are sold, also available in paperback. Email me at podcast at ericedstrom.com. Check the links in the show notes. Chapter 16. Shadline or No Kyla was vaguely aware that Dun Marlowe's mood had shifted. He hadn't spoken since stopping his story about Spin Hetta. His eyes glistened. His habitual smile never left his lips, but now his face was tired and sad. Will they kill my cat? she asked. I'll do anything you want. Just let Nax go. He regarded her a moment. You weren't listening, were you? I told you something I've told no one else. But I suppose I shouldn't be surprised. You do have more pressing concerns than learning about my painful past. Frankly, I don't know what will happen to your cat. Much depends on what happens next. The Hargath has made me a very attractive offer in exchange for you and your animal. But as I'm sure you will appreciate, if one person values something, then it is very likely that others do. What's the offer? Maybe I can match it. Unless you can get me assigned to the council position in the Citadel, I'm afraid you have nothing to offer. He rubbed his chin and gave her a rueful look. But I know the Hargath well, and I know how he thinks. He will meet the terms of our bargain, but do so in a way that advantages him and spites me. He can't help himself. He was always vain, jealous, and convinced that others' successes robbed him of something. Kyla knew the type. She also knew Dun Marlowe's type. Part of her could respect the game he played. Life was all about trade. People with nothing to trade ended up themselves being traded. That's why father had taught her and when to steal. Do you need anything stolen? she asked. Marlowe grunted a laugh. You may recall I have other agents at my disposal who can steal with impunity. The door swung open, admitting a burst of cold air from outside. Dun Marlowe stood, gave a slight bow. Highest, thank you for agreeing to see me. There was only one man in the Abbey who would go by the title of Highest. This was Nair Benel, recently raised to the most powerful post in the way of Till. In Starside, at least. Kyla didn't keep track of which Nairs sat at the Thebkind table, but Fallow had recently mentioned that this man was his uncle. She'd expected someone older, but Highest Benel was nowhere near forty. His sandy hair was cut short and swept back from his high forehead. If it hadn't been for the brown frock worn by all Donesmasters, he might have been dashing. The vestments of his rank were not upon his shoulders, and he was alone which was unusual for a man of his position. Kyla's instincts told her this meeting was unofficial. Besides, Don Marlow was a disgraced Donesmaster, expelled from the Order. The highest of Till could not meet with such a man. The man had soft brown eyes, which gave him a naturally placid expression. He betrayed no shock at the sight of the cat resting on Kyla's feet. His fingers were heavy with gold rings. Kyla guessed he had about five gold skillets worth on each hand, but the value of these items would be many multiples of that. One in particular, the highest's seal, would command a thousand gold skillets, perhaps ten times that to the right buyer, 
who for a short time could forge documents in the highest's name. Scrawny thing, isn't she? The man said. He spoke like a grissensider. I don't know what I expected. Given her powers, something a bit more... Manly? Kyla offered. Highest Benel drew in a sharp intake of breath, then smiled. I was going to say forbidding, but look at you. He folded his hands inside the cuffs of his robe. With slow steps, he paced in front of her, eyeing the boyish clothes she had stolen and sparing the slightest glance for Nax. He smells strange, Nax sent. There was an undercurrent of tension in the sending. Mm, incense. You risk much bringing her to me like this, the highest said to Don Marlow. What's stopping me from just taking her from you? You know, Marlow said. The highest clenched his jaw and narrowed his eyes. Yes, of course, the Hargath. I owe my position to him, but still, I could take her and the animal and present them to the Hargath. That would earn me his favor and you nothing. Marlow shrugged. By all means, do that. And while you're at it, congratulate yourself for taking advantage of my idiocy. Of course I would bring her here with no contingency to protect me. And of course you would just tell me you're going to steal from me. Can we please dispense with this banter? I came to strike a deal. Instead of flying into the rage Kyla expected, Highest Benel laughed. It's good to see you again, Don Marlowe. I've missed our talks. Your brother is, how can I say this, not a noted conversationalist. Now it was Don Marlowe's turn to laugh. He turned to the tray and plucked up a goblet. Wine? No, thank you. The highest turned his attention back to Kyla. I'm sure you recognize that turning her over to the Hargath comes with risks. The question was raised at the Thebkind table that she may be Demkisk. It hardly seems likely that she is the one. But on the other hand, one would hardly expect the Demkisk to arrive on a black stallion accompanied by Nazkkin trumpeters. I deferred the question to the garden. And your brother is meeting with her enlightened as we speak. He is, is he? Dunmarlow said, nodding slowly. Interesting. Perhaps he's more desperate for her than I thought. Kyla wanted to crawl under the bench. Why did they have to start talking about Demkisk? This day was getting worse and worse. Kyla eyed the door. The highest had not latched it. She needed merely to pull the handle and run. Hoff is hiding, Nax said. What? Really? How is Henley? Alive. Trapped in darkness. He has been hurt by the old man. Does Huff know how to get to where Henley is? Yes and no. Nax sent a ruffle of irritation that made heat prickle Kyla's neck. Frustration. Tell him to tell Henley I'm trying to get him. Her little plan to escape went out the door without her as she turned her mind to the puzzle of how to help Henley. Don Marlowe was speaking again. And regardless of what you choose to do with her, my objective is the same. I wish to be reinstated as a full master and be assigned to the Citadel as a counselor to her enlightened majesty. And I assure you, my brother is not discussing whether this girl is dim kisk. He went to the Citadel to negotiate a position for me. Then we're back to the question we began with. Why are you here? What do you think I can give you that your brother cannot? 
Don Marlowe returned to the bench and took a long sip from his goblet. He swished the wine in his mouth and swallowed. Still he didn't say anything. But the expression on his face showed no sign of him considering an answer. He seemed to be waiting. Highest Bunnell must have come to the same conclusion, for he returned to his pacing, his face cast toward the floor. He mumbled to himself, Why are you here? Why are you here? If your brother can give you the post you desire, there's no reason to risk coming here. I do have the power to reinstate you, and I certainly have the power to get you the position you wish. He turned toward Kyla. But why does the Hargath want this girl so badly? To use her as he uses the others you allow him, Marlowe said. We do send him the occasional boy to drain. He's quite occupied with one in particular right now. Usually they don't last more than a few minutes. But this one has endured two sessions, and yet he still breathes. Benel shuddered and rubbed his elbows. Huff says we should go far away. Nax's feelings were clearly aligned with Huff's, and so were Kyla's. She knew better than to ask Nax how far away Huff was, but if they could converse, but if they could converse here, it surely meant that Kyla was in the Abbey. That meant she was close to Henley. Marlowe broke the silence that had begun to stretch between him and the highest. The Hargus sensitivity the Marcus is a curse. It racks his body, twists his mind, and only rarely provides him with the seer's insights. But you know his power. You and every don'ts master in this abbey are subject to his mental invasions. Now imagine him strengthened, so much he can walk about, free to meddle more. Highest Benel made a face as if assaulted by a bad smell. But surely the girl is not that powerful. All the boys he's drained have not increased his physical vitality one bit. We are wasting time, Benel. I see that you are not going to come to it on your own. I am bringing you the girl so you can get her out of Starside. The Hargath cannot be allowed to have her. And if she is Dem Kisk, there is only one place for her to go. I see now. Send her to the garden. Wash our hands of her entirely. And there she'll be well out of the grasp of the Hargath and their problem to deal with. That wasn't so hard, was it? You are lucky you are not meeting me in an official capacity. You may have been my instructor once, but I am highest now. Showing a little respect wouldn't kill you. Don Marlowe tilted his head side to side as if questioning that assertion. Kyla coughed. The girl would like to offer an opinion. Their faces swung toward her. Marlowe's amused, the highest's indignant. Kyla charged ahead. Give me to the Hargath. What? 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 Nax sent fear into Kyla's body, and it was all she could do not to crouch and cover her head. If we can get deeper into the abbey, we can rescue Henley. Who will rescue us? Leave it to Nax to point out the stupidity of her plan. But the alternative was to be shipped off to the garden. She would much rather take her chances here than end up on some far-flung island filled with don'ts masters, sensuals, and spinsters. She pushed ahead. But I keep my cat with me at all times. She tilted her head and glared. Otherwise, I may do to all of you what I did to the thinnies. 
Highest Benel took a step back and made a ward of superstitious protection. Marlowe gave her a flat stare. Why would you suggest such a ridiculous thing? Kyla had to admit it was a fair question. A sensible lie didn't pop into her mind, so she told the truth. The boy the Hargath struggles with is my friend. A splutter of laughter made Marlowe's lips quiver. And you thought you could rescue him? Benel, did you hear that? She can't so much as make light using her power. She thinks she could free the lad and escape. Highest Benel did not see as much humor in it as Marlowe. He pursed his lips and regarded Kyla. She couldn't guess what he was thinking, but clearly some calculation was churning through his mind. When he spoke, his voice was barely a whisper. But perhaps she might serve us after all. His eyes dropped to the table. This is her blade? Marlowe nodded. Stolen, no doubt. It was my father's, she said, and I want it back. The highest drew the blade from the sheath and turned it in the light. A shadline blade. Miss Sai, you continue to surprise me. She has had some training, Marlowe said, but no shadline is she. Kyla didn't know much about shadline blademasters, but it was obvious they recognized the quality of Kane. She doubted it was as valuable as they speculated, else father would have sold it long ago. Marlowe watched the highest study the blade. Was that a look of worry on his face? She must go to the garden, Hyas, or she must die. Yes, but first she can solve one of our problems, can she not? And then the boy can return to the Acolyte wards and begin his training for the Way of Till. If he has withstood the Hargath thus far, he is surely too valuable to waste. Kyla grasped at hope. Yes, let me be of help. What problem do you have? I can steal anything. Marlowe's face was very grave. It is such a risk. If she fails and he drains her, she seems to have your skill in blocking the Marcusine. He won't even know she's there. Kyla's instinct told her to be silent. Marlowe's face had lost all its usual mirth. His pallor had gone white. He nodded once. Highest Benel turned to Kyla, spun her around. He cut her bonds with cane, then returned the weapon to its sheath. We will present you to the Hargath, and then you will kill him. Kyla's mouth went dry. When she finally managed to speak, her voice cracked. I'll be needing my blade then. Shadliner, no, I will not put this weapon in your hands when I am anywhere nearby. I'll see to it that a suitable blade comes to you when you need it. He strode to the door, carrying Kane with him. He glanced back to Marlowe. If she survives, we'll send her to the garden. She may well be Demkisk, after all. And as for your position in the Citadel, consider it yours. He pushed through the door, letting icy air sweep in. Nax hissed. Kyla shivered, but not from the cold. She was used to that. That was my father's blade. If I live, I want it back. And promise Henley will be let go, not turned over to a don'ts master. I can make no such promises, Kyla sigh. Marlowe seemed very tired now. He finished his wine and rang a bell. An acolyte bustled in, eyebrows up in question. Escort Miss Sai to a private chamber. Her animal must stay with her. 
Say that she is fed and provided a bath. The young man absorbed these instructions with growing alarm. Disgraced or no, Marlow commanded obedience. The acolyte held the door and motioned for Kyla to go in. She cast one last glance at the outer door, the final chance for freedom. But Henley was counting on her, no matter his foolish urgings for her to flee. And if she could kill the Hargath, maybe she could find a way out and live without the fear of his thoughts ever again creeping into her mind. Thank you so very much, Dun Marlow, Kyla said, putting acid into her voice. With perfect seriousness, he bowed slightly. Thank you, Kyla sighed.